those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. <laughs> oh, she went back to that lady. It changed to a different lady before. Recording in progress. What's up, you guys? Uh, you are listening to NPR, National <laughs> Public. Wait, I like what? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just say, no, you've already you found this in your app, and then you clicked on it, and you already know who the guest is because that's the name of the episode. So the way I was taught to do radio is more of a tease, a constant tease kind of thing. And you're just like, that doesn't that doesn't apply here ever. But it would be really funny if you did like click on it and I did start it like it was a totally different type of podcast. That would that would be funny because you would for especially like a stoner podcast, a cannabis podcast like this, where there would just be a moment where they like grab their phone. And they're like, wait, what is? Oh, what did I do? Shit. Dead. I like this dick face. <laughs> But I always, yeah, it's like I'd such a weird, I guess you're trained. It's training is what it is, is to tease because that's usually the way radio's done. And so even now I'm like, ah, we're going to build up who the guest is. And like, they already, they know that it's JP. It's fucking photos in the thumbnail. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, to start off, just even as we got on this, you were taking a dab. What were you taking a dab? Yeah, I was. I was trying. Uh, that's I was, what I was doing mostly is giving him a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was having on some, uh, some sour butter breath ice water hash. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure. Right before we let you in the room, which is how I, I didn't even set it up like that, but I am glad it does that. Uh, cause sometimes it used to just click on and people would already be on and you're not, I was never fully ready, but I told Mike, I was like, Oh, you guys are going to like dig each other in a way that I'm just gonna have to get out of the way most of this episode. So that's why I'm talking pretty heavy before you guys even start. <laughs> I just want to get my, I just, my ego needs to get in a little bit like, Hey, I'm on here too. Uh, but as soon as you said that, that's I was like, I told you. First of all, you guys are very similar dudes. When I did your podcast, JP, I was like, oh, you have like a, you, f you remind me of Mike, and that's like a pure love kind of like warm vibe. And then you started talking about hash, and I was like, oh, I've got to make you two guys friends so that your brains can do stuff. <laughs> So, Mike, I just mean, take over on this one. No <laughs> just take out. I'm just going to sit here and just kind of come in and out. And well, I was it. already excited. I was like, okay, what's that strain? So I had to Google it, and it's got the lamb's breath in it, which is one of my favorite, you know, uh, strains. I used to grow up back in the day. Um, fantastic strain. So, but, but also the crosses uh, on it. I haven't even looked this one up yet. I just got it today. Yeah, I mean, so it says some Durban poison in there, which oh. is always nice. Old school Durban. That's 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 a lovely, that's, lovely stream. That's like uh, that's up there with Jack and Blue Dream, where it's like if you get some like if it's legit, it's always going to be. It doesn't really matter how well it's grown or like it's still pretty good. Yeah, as well as that, any of those train wrecky, those super like lemony terps always kind of make me like freak out. Well, even if they're super low THC, I'm so sensitive to them. Yes. Yeah, I'll we see. at the at the company <laughs> at the company that we do. We have a we have a strain. It's just a a random uh, seed that somebody found in a room, but they call it the Narnia up here in Oregon. And it's got the train rack cross with the Jack and it's just such a nice. Yeah, whoa, 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 right. whoa. What? Yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> this is <Yeah>. terrifying. <laughs> it's a fucking 11 weeker and it just goes forever. <laughs> Where is it? Why have you never? I know your brain is just like a weird, both your brains are just this weird encyclopedia strain. So you're just like, I, I, it's like, you got to be specific. And I understand that, but 
that's so special. I'm kind of upset that you never. <laughs> it's like it's like you had a best friend I didn't know about. We we're like, I oh, thought we were pretty good friends. You can tell me about stuff, and you're like, this this is my other Oops. best friend. Like, it's I the- wouldn't have been mad. This is weird. <laughs> It's the third time that we've really gotten to grow it in our living soil. So I finally feel like it's good enough to go around and start showing it to people and being like, look at it. Like, <laughs> Does it have like super fat, like Jack Herrera colas? Mm-hmm. Big old like tops? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Like it, it, to the point where it is a little bit annoying. Like we're about to put in some new um, uh, botanicare tables for the living beds. And it's just like, okay, this thing's way too tall and it gets right up into the lights. There's nothing that you can do about it's also, it. Also, how the fuck do you package that and sell it? At that point, <laughs> like those have to become smalls. It's so sad unless you can sell, you know, a couple ounces at a yeah. time. Yeah, just break you them down. Not in California. No, nope, definitely not. Those literally become smalls in Cali. Like a lot of those really big, like 14 gram colas. There's no way to break them into nice nugs. So you literally have that or you fresh freeze them and turn them into like good, like good concentrate. But still. That yeah, is why is. a good small batch from a dispensary, like some smalls sometimes is like a, you hit a little jackpot. They're a hell of a deal. I, I honestly like if you're especially if you're just rolling joints, like smalls are kind of the way to go. To be honest, in California, for sure. all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so but where no, did yeah. you like? Yeah, first of all, JP has an amazing podcast, uh, called Pete. And if you are into hash and concentrates, holy, it is. It's the best because it's with Frank Castillo, who I I've asked him to be on here. I think we just need to make the he'll be on here soon. So don't worry, guys. Um, but uh, another like, well, you know, some comedians say they're into like I love weed, and you're like, no, you don't. Um, you smoke it. <laughs> they love free weed. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then I'll start talking about oh, you like love weed, and I'll start talking about weed and stuff, and and they're just like, oh, you like. I'm like, yeah, I like the plant and like the whole thing. It's like, like, I bet you smoke probably more than I do, but I love it more than, you know, it's like one of those things where they just see them and be like, this is, you're stupid. But like Frank, <laughs> Frank, uh, I sat down first time I really like talked to him. We were in the comedy store. Weed hang. They have this wonderful little weed part for comedians and friends only. So that's, don't go there, listeners, and be like, "Where's the weed room that you can like? You can't get it." It's be like cool you know, guys. It's like a patio <laughs> thing, and he had the he had the proxy which I had just gotten, and I was like, "You have this thing," and then he started talking about hash, and I was like, "Oh, you you have the same thing I do, which is a deep understanding and love." And he was like, "Oh yeah," so we just started. So that's there. They have this wonderful podcast you guys that you should check out uh, i've been on an episode we've done our instagram thing i think sometimes we just retweet it anyway because you guys are fun uh and then that's where i learned you're from the bay area and i think i did ask even in the middle of the podcast like how did you get this knowledge of this and you were like i was a bud tender and i was like i think that's when i started trashing la bud tenders i was like not here you weren't just <laughs> garbage it, here it is sales the big people. thing was even like when we were uh when i was like working in the bay area first coming up like bay area is always known for its like knowledge and being very like medical view focused always like from the beginning so that's where the medical movement kind of started and everything was going um and socal was always moving packs and selling selling as much weed as you can uh and so they're very different so up there like i actually happened to also work at one of the few shops that was very like education like centered like my first like two weeks of of working there i was like training on bud tending where it was like someone was like over your shoulder like walking you through every product even though you knew someone like actually teaching you how to talk about it which was like the big thing that definitely like like cemented like and started the foundation for i am now like just the way i talk about weed was like from there for sure 
That's so important, especially when dispensers put that energy to it. Like you'll see, like there's the up here in Oregon, there's a bunch of dispensaries who will be like, oh, is the head grower wants to come and hang out. We're going to get all the bud tenders together just to hear and listen and, you know, to get informed about products. And then other ones are like, yeah, whatever, man, you know, and like, that's always a little disheartening, but you know, it's nice to be at shops where people actually care and want to be educated on. It, you know, especially since uh, up here in Oregon, it's very hard to get any type of connection with the customer base. So it is through the bud tenders that we live through a lot. And, you know, when they don't know the difference between living soil, hydroponics or anything like that, like, you know, it kind of makes it a little bit harder. <laughs> they're, either, yeah, they're your representation, like out there every day, you know, so it's like one of those things like, well, that's why they always say, like, sample out the bud tenders. And then, yeah, education is also mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. And plus we need to hear from you guys what people actually like. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. And I realized that even when I was buying, like, it's like, I always have things that I really enjoy, but like when I wasn't on the floor as much, like selling and being a bud tender, like you don't get as much feedback. You know what I mean? You're, you almost kind of can get stuck in your bubble very easily if you're not careful. Yeah. I always want to make sure that you hear the good, the bad, the ugly and everything, because, you know, at the end of the day, it is, the customers that you know, will let you know mostly you know even sometimes in my most snobby ways when i'm like oh distillate ah oh, gross and then people are like that's people's favorite types of pre-rolls is the distillate ones i'm like what it's the number attached to it 57 percent thc <laughs> that's what it's it is best. yeah that yeah 100 <laughs> they don't care if it tastes like plastic no <laughs> i just went to a, the dispensary that's closest to mine that used to have the most amazing selection that has since changed its name and its selection has went in an opposite direction and now they used to be pretty chill and they still are but they and they kind of know who i am they do a lot of volume but they still kind of i go in kind of early in the morning before people get up and they did this they've done this thing the last couple of times where they have the ipad and you have to check in you know whatever i understand and then they're like so last time you got this and you're like so what are you in and like it's just like this hurry up thing and you're like oh i don't know yeah. um and then it's so i just felt like oh you're like trying to sell me like a car and all this stuff like it's like oh you well you've gotten this this time so you and then there, there's no knowledge of strains or like you might like this. It's just like we had, we still have this, and then we have. But it's, I was like, oh, I'm just, I gotta find a new place or just get. It's just like it bummed me. It made me sad, is what it did. It probably happened partially with like whatever happened for the name change because what my thinking is, which happened to a lot of places, is there was all of this uh, kind of corporate money like thrown in like financial backing into all these dispensers like, hey, we're going to open a shop. It's going to be the best. Had a really good year or two or had an okay year or two or didn't have a good year or two. And now all those investors are like, where's my money? And so like now they're starting to step <laughs> in and try to make changes like in the day-to-day when they might not know cannabis, might not know the market, when they're making very like normal retail decisions, but it might not work in the California cannabis market. So they're pushing their bud tenders to sell more like things and sell a little quick like one-up items. So like like single dose edibles or things like that to add on, you know, things like that. Because now it's becoming very money driven. Whereas like in the beginning, it was excitement for the product and all these new brands. Um, but a lot of these brands that were hype brands like aren't around anymore. Like, or they're like, you know, the only ones that are still surviving are these corporate monsters that can flush money away for the next 10 years. It's it's kind of wild. Yes. And you, there's a couple brands that are clearly just driving the price down that I've noticed where I'm like, this stuff's pretty, pretty good for the, especially for the price. It's like really good. And then you're like, then I look at like what it is. And I was like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's an interesting bottom. It's an interesting play and we'll see if it, you know, works out for them. But it's, I just think cannabis is such a different monster than just like, Amazon was retail. Yeah. So it's like there's always products to sell with retail and you can always like and there's back product and all that shit but like with cannabis it's just different. So 
I used to be like, oh shit, really worried about those business plans. But the more I learn about the plant and the more we kind of watch things happen, it's like, I don't think that that's going to work for them like they think it is. And it's like such an early industry too. Still, I mean, legal at least that like, there's so many things that are like hard to like, like kind of track for and like plan for. Like, for example, like when COVID first happened, there was this huge rapid thing. Everyone got stimulus checks. So everyone had cash and money. So everyone started buying flour. So there was a shortage of flour in the California market. So the prices on very mids or kind of mediocre flour, mediocre flour shot up because people could afford it. And it was all that was on the market. And so that once that kind of got remedied, remedied, now there's an overproduction and prices have tanked farther than they ever have. So with that, like rosin's becoming more and more popular and more affordable. Um, so because of that, now everyone's making rosin. Uh, distillate has tripled in pricing because no one's making distillate anymore. <laughs> so distillate, which is a very like kind of like I said, just ninety percent THC, uh, passes COAs, like make it from your garbage, uh, has like gone from from literally like eight hundred dollars a liter to like three grand. Like it's it's insane. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. We got yeah. so much like of four it. manufacturers. Yeah. Yeah. We got so much distillate up here in Oregon. That's effing insane. But it's I mean, wild. like e- even f- chasing after the rosin is like, you know, the rosin was kind of like a heady thing up here for a while where it was not a lot of, you know, people doing it in the market. There's only a couple of brands, but now every vertically integrated, like all my favorite flower farms are now switching over to rosin and doing that instead of flower, just because a, we have a whole new testing thing with the aspergillus and they're just kind of like F it with the flower. Um, but I think that's also kind of cool because now we just have a bunch of really nice rosin hitting the market up here. But um, yeah, it's very interesting. The swings and it's all, it's a, it is new and it's just such a volatile market where the swings just happen out of nowhere. And you're kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Okay. Why does it do? What are your theories on that? Cause that part is like, because like the stock market and some of those, swings you kind of understand how that works because even with the manipulation of it i like it's understandable how it works but like i honestly like that's the the thing i would bug you about the most that i know you don't really know the answer is like when i'll dip back in and you know i'll hear you guys talking you're like man prices are like uh, and then like or then like and I'll be like, oh, I guess the things are this. And then like two months later, I'll check in and you guys are like, wow, no, it's like the market's insane right now. And you're like, what the fuck happened in two months that you guys are like, oh, we're all going to die. And now you're just like, yeah, no, I bought some Russian porno again. So it's like. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it could be like multiple things. So like also with it being such a weird new thing, uh, for example, a few years ago, there was uh like the whole uh, vape gate where like people were calling distillate with, uh, with, uh, sorry, that and all the fake vapes that were happening. So everyone was so worried about counterfeit and like all these precious, not precious metals, uh, but all these harmful metals uh, and vapes kind of bleaching through into the concentrate, whether because of like unpurged uh, solvents or whatever and in the extract. So people wouldn't purge all their solvents and all of a sudden it was starting to make the, the metal leach into the extracts and become dangerous essentially. Um, so that plus like, brands not doing being reputable like um for example i think it was raw garden they did the dissolute with like uh botanical terpenes and call them live resin vapes um and we're selling them and like crush it because they had the lowest price on the market <laughs> but i think common those happened around the exact same time because everyone started buying these fake vapes and these super cheap vapes and because of that like the vape market kind of tanked and so like that became really weird and so like people stopped buying vapes for a long time so pre-rolls went up in production but that was kind of like one of those like out of nowhere things that once it became public and became like common information like hey don't buy these products like it changed the market very quickly here's where <clears throat> this conversation usually goes about like there has to be some kind of like educated governing board do you know what i mean that can go in here and like actually you know, or some agency that is patrolling that part of the industry. Cause it is different than the, like the, the flower part, because that's more ag and this is more, I guess manufacturing is probably how they're going to term it. Uh, but to get all doom and gloom about shit, I don't 
trust that they'll anyone will do that right there's kids working in nebraska like there's like 10 year olds working in nebraska factory so it's like i don't know if they're they're gonna be like hey we need to check on this vape pen and you're like fuck uh that is you know what i mean i mean i don't mean like but it is like when you really think about it honestly which i think you have to if you're in the industry or in the business you're just like Uh, fuck well and we're trying to since we come back make this a more positive podcast it is it's not all doom and gloom and not and that's i did it this time (laughs) (laughs) it's usually me yeah no um i think it is also just because it is a young market trying to figure it out right now because if you think about it you know the easy thing is alcohol everybody goes to it where there's the beer people there's the liquor people you know there's the, the alcoholics people. yeah, they, yeah. They do all of it <laughs> they're a huge but they, like everybody has their way in which they like it but you know we are a new burgeoning thing and we're constantly finding out new stuff you know like rosin and stuff like that is kind of newish type of thing like maybe five years old and people are like really on it right now so there's new forms developing of how to partake and ingest in this stuff so i think when that pops up people kind of you know go after the things to try it and then you have people like puffco and stuff like that also making cool new ways to smoke shit so well i was going to mention before we got into puffco and we can suck their d's in a minute because i they deserve it if we're being honest like they're like it's i love to like make fun of stuff that sucks but like stuff that's like on it you're like damn these guys are let's get it but it's also what i was gonna say was like that company packs when i'm gonna mess with any kind of cartridge i'll go get a a packs era because from the what i've understand and read and experienced at myself it's never been garbage and they have like to even get their whatever pod it's called that fits their thing i think you have to prove or whatever just and i was always like and it looks like a jump drive which you know we're still in the united states so i travel and do comedy so sometimes i'm like just need a, a special jump drive so i can sleep at night and you know not worry about getting shot or some shit i do i play texas a lot i'm talking about texas (laughs) (laughs) but you that's like that's pax is like a cool one and then i mean and i'll tell my puffco testimonial if you want which was i was like realizing that i do i've started to develop the palette enough that I was like, ah, I'm going to start messing with hash a little bit because I've learned a little bit about it. And I was like, but I hate the torch. I hate the nail. I've, I just, I don't have time for all that. And I was like, ah, I might have to, I was like, but the peak is like, it's like, I don't do it enough. And then pot snob just sent me a proxy and i was like this is the weirdest timing of all because i was like having this dilemma and then i was like oh y'all fixed it you fixed the it's uh it's a little it's like perfect i mean where it's it's around here um there it is Uh, i knew this within it's boom look you guys it is i'm and I think because like I'm the casual person on the podcast about like nerding out about cannabis. So we do have people that just kind of like it and enjoy it. And we like, we like, so if you are a little bit into hash and, but you're not like, um, I love it and I want to invest some real money into it. This thing, $10,000 banjo glass piece to start off. Yeah. You, something <laughs> simple. That's what if I did just pull out like a buck glass. <laughs> it's just like a fish skeleton. You're like, check it out. Just get this. It's $150,000. And you're like, whoa. Now it's just like, it's, it's this. Look at it, you guys. It is. And I'm not going to take it apart because it's dirty and I'm <laughs> dirty boy. 
but like you've been a hash guy for a long time. So yeah, like even your piece that I saw we, right before we hit record, it was like, it's beautiful and clean and gorgeous. <laughs> and I was curious, like, uh, we haven't talked to like hash fans like you are about like how it went from what it was, which was like, like I like to describe the first time I did, I didn't know what it was. And then I started sweating afterwards and I was like, ah, you guys got me to smoke crack. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> tastes better than I thought it would. And then, <laughs> cause that was the, you know, it, go, it went from like that vibe to now, like literally one of the best parties Mike and I've ever been to is the puff guy, uh, block party in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Con. And I mean, that was like, Honestly, one of the best parties I've ever. That was like this is just the have chillest. A, have fun. another one in September. Oh, I've already. It's on my calendar. Yeah, I've, yeah hell yeah. I'm planning my <laughs> my. Yeah, I'm not on. I'm not on the road that weekend for some <laughs> weird reason. Sick. Uh, yeah, because it's awesome. Um, so if you're listening, you yeah, you could buy a puffco, you get to come to the party, and hang out, and it's awesome. And it is an awesome party. So I'll let you answer. I'm drinking a little coffee and I've smoked a hard, hard sativa right before. <laughs> that Narnia. Mm. <laughs> Through the wardrobe he goes. I mean, I'm going to have to get you some. It's, you're going to love it. It does. It's just so lemony and such an up. I'll time, fly such up. Such a slot to for sativas. I'll spend 120 bucks round trip from <laughs> Burbank to Eugene to smoke some shit and hang out with Mike. Uh, I'm doing all right. I got that kind of money. Um, uh, my wife's like, mm, I don't think you shouldn't do that. Uh, uh, answer my question, JP. <laughs> Uh, so I think I don't know. So I remember like the first time I really started dabbing. I was working in a dispensary, uh, the same one, the Apothecarium. Uh, and in my first, maybe I was dabbing just a little before that. But I remember in my first couple of like months, we had like a, they used to have sessions just in the shop after because it was okay to do that still. So like, we would close down and like for like thirty minutes, everyone would hang out and like smoke a little bit, smoke a joint, a couple of joints, and go home. Like you um, can in a bar, still. Essentially, yeah, yeah. But we used to be able to do it like, yeah, we just close down and hang out and it was dope. But that was the first time I ever had my like uh, a dab of hash. Uh, but so that was probably like 2013 or so, 14 when I took my first dab of hash. But before that, yeah, I was dabbing like the, the regular like shatter and, and everything. And I remember like Dissolute came out and was like the clear was super popular because it was just 99% THC and it was a uh-huh. big thing. So everyone was the dabbing that too. So I remember all of that. Um, but then it very quickly, like I want to say like 2013, 2014, I remember seeing like my first like publication of rosin and high times where people are making it with hair straighteners and like and squeezing flour mm-hmm. and getting just flour rosin. Um, but then they very quickly became hash and hash rosin. Because I remember I like had seen bubble hash was always kind of popular. It's always been around and that was always a way of turning your trim and kind of leftover stuff into usable and sellable material. Or you can make edibles out of it that were stronger than just using trim for your edibles and they tasted a little better because they weren't as like planty. They're a little more breaking down, broken down. So it's been around. Uh, but yeah, I would say like 2014, 2015, like the extract market started kind of blowing up more and more. But I think a lot of that was with legalization and more people being able to try it. And kind of jump into it. Legalization was a few years later, but I think a lot of people started like hearing the like the murmurs of it becoming legal, so they started kind of laying the foundation a little bit and trying to figure out more and more. The first panic attack I ever had, now that I think about it, was because of some legal bubble hash that Ralphie May had. It's like some insane because it was just like high quality because you didn't have to like I never really it. fucked with it before, and it because I was it was also the first that. <laughs> That's I never thought it's such a like when you when you're oh that's what I was that's what really fucked me up because it was the first I was on the road for like six months and that was like the first time I was like really out and I was pretty young you know I was probably like 25 at the time 26 Mm -hmm. and the cliche happened where I woke up that morning and didn't know where I was at and I it it kind of fucks with your head harder than you think it's going to because it is like 
you're like, oh, this is that's not good. Let's like, should I be doing this? Like, this not. <laughs> I should know where I'm at when I wake up. It's like I wasn't even drunk. You know what I mean? Where I was just like, this is not great. It took me like a good twenty minutes to figure out where I was at. Like, I didn't think to look at the. I was just more like, oh no. <laughs> and then that night after the show, Fatty had some fucking hash he's like i got this at the dispensary and i was like cool and then we smoked it and i had a panic attack later and he laughed at me so hard but that is <laughs> but i don't think he had ever really messed with it either so that's interesting I, i'm just trying to put that timeline together of how it kind of got introduced especially out west because like it wasn't something you could really find every now and then some fucking degenerate when a bar gig would just be like you want to do a knife hit and you're like i don't know what that is but i'll try it a little bit yeah terrifying so yeah. i i remember when we first started doing it on the side of the mountain uh <laughs> it was the same grower who had poppies outside of his uh, greenhouse that he would bleed and then scrape off and put into his bowl but my cousin <laughs> used to be one the, whoa uh, whoa whoa say all that again Say that yeah. <laughs> so slow and not like it's common. It, it, it is common, dude. Okay. Say it like it, we're not in your culture right now. <laughs> so, children, if you grow poppies while they're alive, you just take a little razor blade and you do like a little slice on the side of the bulbs, and then the milk will come out and you let it dry until it goes black, and then you can scrape that That's off. That's heroin, you guys. That's uh, opium, more or less. <laughs> it, it, it's the rosin of, of heroin. Exactly. It's the rosin. Okay. It's the... Well, we're, we're splitting some. <laughs> solventless. You know? splitting... <laughs> it's solventless for sure. <laughs> we're splitting some smack hairs here, you guys. <laughs> so, but, but, uh, what? <laughs> two, two fucking plant nerds are like, actually. And you're like, no, actually, no, we don't. This not is not much different. This is. <laughs> You guys could you guys could get deeper than this, not on the broadcast. <laughs> but uh, that dude, uh, uh, one of the guys he had working on was one of my cousins. He was one of the guys who starred in Illadelph back in the day before he got in trouble for hash. But so he had blown us a glass cylinder with holes at the bottom and we would just stuff it with weed. And then we had the little butane canisters and blow it out into a Pyrex dish. And then we would take it inside and turn up uh, the heat a little bit on the oven and put then and uh, burn off some of the butane um, because that's smart. Um, Hold on. Where who is who is we? And me, me and the guys, but sure. I, I'm not you and the boys. Uh, yeah. And where are you doing this? Where you can just go in a house and be like, "Hold on, we'll turn this." Well, so you put a Pyrex dish with water, and you just put it on top of the stove really low, and then so it keeps the water hot, almost like you know the um, uh, serving dishes. But uh, okay. and then you put right. the other Pyrex <laughs> dish on top of that. Um, and then it would burn off and you'd just be very slow with it. But it was still, even when you got the butane out, like you would have like kind of a knife and stir it up to try to get out. We would call it Buddha's earwax. And it was just like the most kind of green, <laughs> just nasty <laughs> shit. But then you, you send it, you send it back easy and make insane money. Off no. Make a VHO. I yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> I knew dudes who were using PVC pipes to, you know, blast it. So at least we were. Who using was buying that? Good about that? That's the early days of actually any of the early days of concerts. You probably smoked some of it. Yeah, honestly, your first couple of dads were probably made like that in someone's garage. Yeah, mine was Even in Denver did. right before a show, and I was well, like, "You guys can't." It was on four twenty. I was like, "You guys can't get me high enough to mess me up." This and they're like, try this stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and then I still, I was like destroyed. I was really like, at one point, the theater, like I did that thing, and then it kind of, 
it was in a delay and i was like yeah and i was like oh looks like they did get me high enough i'll be damned um (laughs) half of it was the butane that was still (laughs) who knows i did two of them and they were all like what in the hell he shouldn't go out in front of people and i was like because the first one i was like huh that was weird let's do it again (laughs) really worked well it also uh, people were doing all day and just like falling over but i've told mike just a bunch too they it makes me very clear-headed and just kind of like hey let's go let's go do like a lot of stuff which is not what it and which is kind of a bummer when you do it because like most people i have a couple friends that are like that uh, one dude that makes it in san francisco not above board uh, you would probably you might know him though he is very personable <laughs> um, we can talk after i never put that together too uh he's the one that was like yeah he got really amazed that i could just do it and then he's like so we're just gonna you're just gonna go do comedy he's like i've never seen anybody do that many dabs and want to leave and i was like yeah we do more if you want I, like i was like it just makes me feel good yeah. absolutely so i just can't unless i have access to him i can't do it all the time because i'll just it's kind of expensive it's incredibly expensive <laughs> but even unless, now it's like unless yeah. someone's making it needs me to be their guinea pig i can't fuck with it that much it's like but i love tasting it and like it's it's how would you suggest people get started if they're interested just from like a just from a flower smoker to someone that's like like me where i was like someone that doesn't have a podcast about cannabis that can't just be like hey expert what do i need to do here like how that's like their palate has started to become refined and they're like i do want to get into more terps and the strains and tasting and that uh how would you dir- direct them or guide them? Yeah, totally. I would say, I mean, I mean, the easiest way to like start like with hash, if you want to just try and see what hash it's like simplest form is usually bubble hash because it's the most affordable as well. Uh, so you can just sprinkle it on top of your bowls or like in a joint um, and then smoke that. And that's literally just going to be um, usually like the lowest level, like $25, $30 a gram um, for like on the rec market out here. It's even cheaper. I believe in Oregon, probably it's probably like $8 a gram five dollars a gram even for like some pretty good bubble and i'm talking about quality at this point at thirty dollars a gram like it's quality bubble hash it's super blonde and it'll melt when you when you do actually have that bubbling which is why it gets its name bubble hash yeah um cool other than that um i mean the biggest the biggest way is is kind of getting a rig or like a puffco something like the puffco where it's already ready to go you pay one fee at one price and you have everything you have the heating element you have um like the bong and everything ready to go so it's kind of ready um, but my very first one was going out and like buying a rig. Um, and I always recommend going and finding a kind of like a cheaper actual rig, like some, you know, even 50, 60 bucks on the actual uh, glass part. Um, so like this actual part, something like this, you just, oh, yeah, that part is kind of dirty. <laughs> so like 50 or 60 bucks on that. Uh, and then the nail part, which is the part you'd heat up. Um, to then put your um, dab into, spend like 100, 120 on that because that'll be more quality and that's what you're actually going to be tasting your, your, your stuff on. So you're going to be tasting your hash because it's vaporizing on that. So I always recommend going a little bit more on that, but for like 180 as opposed to like 300 or so with the Puffco, you can kind of get started with something. Um, so I, of course, do love the Puffco for the convenience and always having one, um, but the, I would say the easier entry point is probably getting a rig. For sure. Yes, yeah. I have a, I got gifted one uh recently so i didn't have to and i haven't even opened it but oh, sorry um oh it's yeah little. it's like totally and those even come um, with a nail so like they even have kits like yeah. that where you can get those whole <laughs> things for like 80 bucks yeah like it has a thing yeah. and then it has but they also gave me a slurper yeah the little nail for it is okay i didn't yeah. know i was like i'm gonna have to I'm you'll need a, a marble and a uh um, i'm in a spinner cap yeah, oh, yeah you use marble, <laughs> marble instead. If you put that on top of the slurper, it defeats the purpose of the slurp. <laughs> okay, all right. See, <laughs> I would have, I might have done that, and I've been it's like, so I don't good. understand what this is even. But this is like the. Let me ask you if this is real. What I kind of read about their pitch, 
is like the smaller the rig but it's like well designed but you get a pure taste yeah i think a lot of it too is is the the smoke doesn't have as much opportunity to expand in the rig and so it, it expands in your lungs and so you're tasting it kind of as you're inhaling and exhaling it as opposed to like getting kind of stale in 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 the glass and also too when it expands in your lungs it kind of takes you longer to notice that oh shit that was a really big dab so you can usually get a little more down yeah because i have like that one and then i have i have a smaller guy you want to take one on the so, camera yeah, so we're trying to push people to become youtube subscribers too so i also yeah. have my fucking puff car on here somewhere but yeah hell yeah, yeah. Definitely do that. <laughs> what's your what's your uh what you said what you were smoking earlier and i interrupted because i'm a dumbass but because yeah well i was trying to slow you and mike down that's what i was trying to because i could see you both to me and like oh this is that strain and then that strain and then that strain <laughs> fuck that strain and then that strain was in hawaii for two years and then that's good and you guys are like i know that guy um well the the strain that he was talking about has the breath on the back end which we were just talking about you me and slee because uh you know one of billy's favorite strains i've ever go- grown was the jelly breath um which anything with breath in it is now billy's favorite after that one that jelly breath that particular strain and it was i think maybe that batch because well we never saw any again but like it was huh it was like it really made me dumb in a way that strains rarely do anymore you know what i mean when you're like a kid where you're like wow this is Wow, we should not go anywhere. Like yeah. this is. <laughs> it was like I did that with our buddy Slee, and I was like, I did it to myself first, and I was like, "Whoa, man, this stuff is fucking like I'm kind of dumb. This is awesome." Like I did it in the middle of the day because I, because some of the times Mike stuff is like, it it's just so great. It's like a dab for me where I'm just like, Phoom. and then I was like, "Oh no, I'm not." And then Slee came over. It's when he was living in California. And three days later, I was like, here, hit this. And he's like, I don't, I can't drive. I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, you cannot. No, we got to stay here. So that's like, it's that strain is in my, like, you know, like those, that fucking, that's on the list. It's just the pedestal. There's like a pedestal of like, there's another one that Ralphie used to get a hold of called Epic. And it was like in the early, early days of LA dispensaries. And it went away. But that stuff is like, you know, when some strain hits you real good. Ooh, there he goes. Oh, and he's got the thing. I've got the. The two puff coats horn once again in the game chain. Oh, there he goes. That's a that's a man's hit right there. That is, I do. That's a, that's a man he's going a, with it. Or a big old lady. <laughs> Look at this. This thing is also a game changer in the dab world if you're a clean person. He's got it. Like he's doing good. I'm, We're giving him a minute. He's muted. I'm, I'm giving. Yeah. I was about to say. I'm. Yeah, I'm getting him. Uh, it's one of my favorite hoodies I got from my boy. But it says professional stoner, and you get that award just for muting the uh, dab <laughs> cough. <laughs> Play a lot of video games with homies who do not. <laughs> and by homies, I mean, by homies, I mean Frank. I was gonna say Frank. But you used your your was it a hot knife is what they call it yeah it's one of my favorites it's that's another I knew I was forgetting another thing they they did that Puffco did where I was like oh yeah they because another part of the hash problem is it's sticky and it's tough to clean you guys but this is just boom it drops down it's got the whole thing and it looks cool. What I really like about Puffco too is they always like it's like they feel like they do something brand new and different, and then they're like, okay, now what? Like they haven't stopped <laughs> making shit. You yeah, know what I mean, 
Yes. A lot of companies are like, all right, this is our product. And like Puffco made the Puffco and then they made the next one. And now they're making, it's like they haven't stopped. And so it's pretty rad. Yes. Yeah. It is kind of one of the, yeah, they're one of those companies where, whoa, hey, I just got used to this other thing. That's caught. Yeah. Where they're like, but it's because you can tell everyone involved in that company really loves hash and loves doing what they're doing. And that's why the party's fun and everything and everybody I've ever met over there. I think that's probably why we're tooting their horn, you know, because it is, that's part of what our whole thing is, is just like, at this point, the podcast is, you know, you have to pivot a little bit about, especially in the weed industry, even in the podcast game, it's like, we were doing growers and then, you know, they started dying out, which is like fucking depressing. And then, so now we're just like, we want to highlight like the quality people in the industry and not the people that are just coming in to get like crazy rich on it. It's so it's like, that's the community we're trying to build in like me. It's like when I met Frank and then when I met you, as soon as I walked in that room, that studio I was like, Oh, this is, it's one of those where they were like, okay, that's, we're good. And you're like, damn, that's it. We have to leave now. That's like, that's the kind of vibe. So thanks for doing the thing. Um, can you come back and talk about the Puffco? Not, not Puffco, but like um, right before the party. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So you can prep us because we want to get a bunch of hash before that party. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Fuck yeah. And I want to try all the Bay Area hash. That's my that's that's one of my favorite things I want to try out. Some of because you know, up here we got a lot of fun dudes who are making nice stuff, but I want to know who's really making the nice stuff in the Bay Area. And we run out of time on this one because we we've realized through analytics that uh that our people are at like around 45, 50 minutes. No matter how good the conversations go, and they're like, yeah. ah, well, <laughs> no, it really is. And it's yeah. like, if we were trying to respect them, is what we're trying to do at this point. Because <laughs> they're telling us, they're like, nah, we're good. It, hey, it's, appreciate it's, it, but we're out. Yeah. That's <laughs> you really, yeah, it is. It's, like, it's not even a part. Like, yeah, I did take it kind of personal. I was like, well, well how could we just make them listen? And you're like, it's not even. Especially if they're smoking with you or smoking when they start. It's like the you know, joint takes 15 minutes to smoke and then 20 minutes in, it's, it's there. And you're like, oh, what's in the fridge? Yep. You know, it's nothing personal. Nope. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. not. Everyone's chill as hell. I mean, every now and yeah. we get a weird one, but like everyone's super chill. That's, but yeah, that's. And oh, I we uh we were interviewing our buddy from Alaska that and they have some amazing this that company I've smoked some of their hash. I don't, did you meet them at PuffCon last year? Zach? I don't think so. We're gonna make it happen. It's because yeah, y'all should know each other. Yeah, you, you guys should know each other. That's for like, ah, oh, see, this is another reason I like doing it too because it's like, do you know that's what's also fun about and we're going to let you promote all your stuff in just a second, but like, that's, what's fun about doing a cannabis podcast more than a comedy podcast is because the cannabis community is not, it's competitive, but not in this way. It's always like, yeah, let's do, let's share, let's be on different. You should meet this person. You should meet this person. And comedy's a little like that, but it's, it's also cunty as hell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so cunty. It's yeah. exhausting. That's why I smoke so much weed, if I'm being honest, probably. <laughs> JP, tell us where everyone can find you. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram is JP underscore Noda. Uh, and then uh, Peaked Podcast. It's uh, Peaked TV on Instagram. I also started doing some hash reviews for some of my homies and for this company called Punch. Uh, so all the other stuff's going to be on the Punch Edibles YouTube or All Things Punch on Twitter. They're great, you guys. They're awesome. They they're not like they're not a flat brim guy trying to sound like he's in the mafia or in some kind of gang warfare. Also telling you about weed. It's just a dude talking to you guys about products that he loves and that he in like a knowledgeable way like in punch is a really great company i've never had anything where i was like this isn't good i'm always like this is it's kind of like white label it's gave me white label vibes where it's like anything come from them they're like hmm, 
their machines. They clean their machines. <laughs> <laughs> it's also in Oklahoma too. So if you got any listeners out there, Punch got some rosin in Oklahoma. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we've we've done a few episodes with Oklahoma folks. So that's it awesome. is wild. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's the wild west in Canada's out there right now for sure. It yeah. is. <laughs> it, it, like anytime we talk to anybody, it is the the whole industry has changed 14 different ways from person to person we talk to. It is very funny. Every time we're like, it's awesome. And the next person's like, it's burning down. And then the next person is <laughs> like, that's great. Okay. So thank you so much. Come back yeah, and see sure. us in probably yeah, early September. We'll do it yeah, again. Let me know. Super Perfect. Now. And then come hang. We're uh we're gonna do a I'm gonna do promo because that's part of what we're supposed to do too, Mike. To yeah, keep our exactly. See, Mike's tired. He's been in the garden all day. I can see it. Uh, I was like, Mike's letting me talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to do, uh, uh, I'm going to get Mike to come down and then we're going to do live. Like I said, we're trying to promote, get you, you can watch these now on YouTube. So you can watch us have this conversation. Uh, it's just, just Google grown local YouTube, grown local podcast group. It'll come up. And then we're going to do a live one, like a live stream one called Midnight Tokers. It's a new little once a month. We're going to, and JP, you and Frank should come over to the house. And we just go out in my back. It's like a pagoda, I think is what my wife calls it. It's, that's probably not the right. <laughs> it's it's like a. I pictured it. It's something. It's nice. She yeah. did a good job. And the weird dude that built it, I was like, huh, I'll be damned. You did take up a lot of the art, but it is nice. Um, <laughs> but so now she's going to let me have people over and we can film us like just talking and getting stoned and just like it's be kind of, you know, Friday, Saturday night ish fun time. So we would love if you and Frank came over as like the first guest. So Let me see. We'll be in touch. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. I think it's rambled enough. Go your own. Mm-hmm.